Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. We're back. We're back. Back, baby. Episode 79. It's been how many weeks since we did this? Three? Yeah. And then the one before that was like five weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit slow. Um, We made some promises last episode, Eric, about speeding back up, so let's not do that again. Uh, Let's just hope that we can we can get it going naturally. I think I think we we can get this back on track. I think we talked about it briefly, but I think the season three premiere of Adventure Guys might be coming up soon, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think so too. I think it's about time, (laughs) and I think I think summer could be a bit more fruitful um, for me. And you, yeah, in this podcast, yeah, we were we were talking about the summer. My schedule is clear from touring, which is unusual. I mean, I ha- it's not like I've toured the last couple summers with the pandemic, but uh, yeah. I'm going to hold off on some tour dates until our next record releases at the end of the year, probably. What What are you doing doing this summer? Um, not a lot. I mean, in this time, you've been to- you were touring and stuff, and you went down to Texas. Uh, obviously, played the shows with Hall Phonics, um, but. The last few weeks, man, um, I just sound like a like a whiny asshole, but I feel like it's like the the true coming out of the pandemic, like life emerging is truly happening now. Um, yeah. And and it's like uh, it's like a reacclimation period where I kind of feel very overwhelmed by a lot of it mm-hmm. where I went, you know, the last couple of weeks I had like had a bachelor party and then I went to Austin to see Sean play with the who, which we've got to talk about in another show. And then the last two weekends, something else happened. And then my parents are coming to weekend. There's an engagement party. I have a wedding. It's like all that shit, which is like fun. And it's about people with people I care about, but it's like, it's, it veers more into obligation territory sometimes than just straight up. Like I'm excited to do this and you just listed off a lot of normie shit i know well a lot of normie shit there (laughs) it it was but it's like you 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 don't got any choice in in the matter of that stuff and i i think it was i like doing it all and i'm happy to do all of it like i'm very excited to see my one of my best friends get married but uh you know just it was nice getting a break and just like feeling i feel like i'm it's just like i'm starting to get overwhelmed so i've like been purposely not been making plans for the summer um other than to myself, I want to keep recording music. Um, I have like, you know, lofty plans of learning how to surf again in <laughs> at the Rockways, but uh, that that won't happen. Well, can you hear that? That's a loud siren. It's, uh, it's the streets of New York, baby. Yeah. It's like the third character on this podcast. Yeah. Holy smokes. So I don't have any big plans. Uh, I, I might do like a trip here or there, but I really want to like not overdo it i really i kind of like right now i'm missing the sort of just nothing on the books of quarantine um i am totally privileged fed up with the box that i've been living in basically yeah like and we got to do some holophonic shows for the first time in a while a couple weeks ago and they were great they were really great uh we did the sky by sky west festival in austin and it was the best that festival has ever been after I mean, it took two years off, of course, but they started doing that in 2015. And now seven years later, it's really turned into an amazing ska festival in the South, um, of which there are quite few. Mm-hmm. There might actually be none other than Ska by Ska West. Nice. Well, it's good. You, it went down there and went off super well. 
Yeah, uh, we had Mephiscopheles headline, which was super rad. I mean, they're New York cats. I got to talk to them. Uh, They're so fucking good. (laughs) Fuck yeah. They're so good. It's like, have you listened to Mephiscopheles all that much? No, only in passing. They're such a New York sound. It's like that band could not have happened anywhere else other than New York City. Like, they're definitely some jazz guys that are playing ska, but like, it's, it's not jazz. It's still very much ska punk music. Sick. And all it's, right. And it's, it's all Satan themed, which is great. I love that. I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> and um, you got to release Donkey Song. <sighs> Donkey Song. Fuck that. Whatever. It's, it's done and over with. I'm washing my hands clean of that bullshit. Covers are done. Go follow the Holophonics and get ready for the, the good shit coming. Yeah. We're, we're, what is this? This is day nine? Day nine of the post covers era. <laughs> for the holophonics love it our last cover album was released last friday and it's it's done i mean final sold out so if anyone wants to listen to it it's uh digital only now uh the thousand copy vinyl pressing is done and over with and it most assuredly will not be repressed <laughs> with that news i'm going i'm going to the holophonics uh discogs are oh they already, my gosh! Are they already going up on there? I bet there are, dude. There were some people that were trying to like buy a bunch from me to like obviously resell it. And listen, like I wouldn't have caught it. Like I'm not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> but there were these people that were doing like, dude, look at this banjo skazooie. There's one up right now for seventy five dollars. Seventy five fucking dollars. Listen, I have like four copies left of that, and I. We sell we sell them discounted now. Like, don't do that. I put a, so like they were they were thirty five bucks when Banjo Skazui came out, uh-huh. and every time we play a show now, which is like you know twice in the last six months, I've put out a single copy on the merch table for thirty dollars. Dude, don't do that. Dude, <laughs> dude, don't do that. Throw one up there. Um, I'm not going to resell my own vinyl records for three times the price. <laughs> hey, if the market's doing it. I'm adding the uh, younger than Neil. Yeah. So someone tried to order like four copies of the vinyl uh, for Donkey Kong Country. Mm -hmm. And they messaged me a couple days later. Like there were so many orders coming in. So I didn't notice like this guy had a duplicate order. uh, And he messaged me a few days later. Uh, I was like, hey, I ordered the wrong variant. Uh, Can I get the other one? And the other one was like just like a hundred copies out of the thousand and like that sold out real quick. Uh, and I'm like, no, we're out of that. And he's like, okay, then I'm just going to cancel my four orders. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I ordered the wrong variant. I don't want like, so you don't want the fucking music. And like, no, he was just trying to resell the rarest variant and he fucked up when he ordered <laughs> four times. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. And I wouldn't have caught it if he wasn't also stupid. Like <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Dude, dude, look at this. Um, you have two CDs. Someone's selling two CDs up here for $25 a piece. That's fucking stupid because I have those CDs. Like like the Holophonics' first original album from 2013, I have a couple hundred copies of those left, and we sell them for $5. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna. those are going to move. On, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, that's funny. Well, I'm... It seems that the Donkey Kong Country is being well-received, so congratulations. I... It's our best-selling album on Bandcamp, I think. Well, 
bring them in the tent and get them in. The, they'll get into the party and then they'll be ready for yeah for the future. We're shit. done with covers. Good. Holophonics is not a cover band. Holophonics never was a cover band. I I try to explain this. The Holophonics was a character band, mm-hmm. like the Aquabats. Yeah. Right. They put on costumes and they're superheroes. Yeah. Our costumes were real big fish from the nineties. <laughs> right, and that was the third wave undead is playing with that character. And yeah, that, yeah, and like the covers were part of that because it's like, yeah, like you know, '90s ska bands do '80s covers, and like so we did a bunch of that kind of shit, and people started listening to it at face value, which was not how it was intended. Like yeah. there was always some satire there, and then like once people started missing the joke, it became unfunny to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, whatever. Moving on with your life. The next record is great. It's been in the can for eight months now. <laughs> I can't wait for the world to hear it. I heard it and it's good. Have you heard the most recent master? No. I think I sent it to you. Okay. I have two downloaded, so. The master I did in March is by far and away like better than the master that I had in like October of last oh, year. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> can't wait to hear it. Um, yeah, ma'am. Uh, well. There is, there's maybe some preview there. I think there is a preview of it on my Patreon. Oh yeah. Go to patreon.com slash Eric Dano, uh, to stay up with, with what this fool's doing. I'm going to go, I haven't logged in a second to Patreon. Um, I do update it like pretty consistently. Like there is a lot of shit on there. That's not on other social media. A lot of behind the scenes info people don't really seem to care about patreon though <laughs> well if you if you uh if you like the music on this podcast go listen to it um i'm trying to think if there's any other big developments from uh, like on the pod pod life i don't know I, i'm excited to to get back into it now that i'm glad you had your success and now you have the record ready to go <laughs> success i'm doing air quotes okay that's our, well that's i I, I i celebrate it <laughs> i am uh you know, I'm hoping to get past a couple of these crazy life events and <laughs> normie shit, but uh, but fun shit, and uh, and then like we can start banking eps again and and pick up momentum for season three. Yeah, man, it's been a while since I even like thought about Adventure Time. Honestly, I know it, it was <laughs> for me too. And then we were we put it back on, and it was really exciting. Let's let's talk about the episode. This was season four, episode four, Dream of Love. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, we open up HBO Max app and we go to Dream of Love. And just seeing the still and the one sentence description, I was just like, oh, I'm fucking in. Who we got there? It's a still from midway through the episode. And you have Cinnamon Bun and Tree Trunks and Finn and Jake. So it's like, gang's all here. (laughs) This Um, is not a top rated episode for me. <laughs> no, but I loved it. And, uh, it's, it's important for the, the, the long-term character development of tree trunks, which is important to me. Um, I love I, her. I don't like tree trunks. <laughs> I love her so much. I've never actually looked up. I was thinking about the voice actress of, um, tree trunks to see what she looks like in real life, but I almost don't want to. She's, I've I got mean, a picture. She was a nice old lady. Yeah. Polly Lou Livingston. She looks like, like a skinny old lady, like oh, oh gr- she's skinny. gray hair, like definitely picture the white hair. I picture her a little bit more husky, maybe. Um, oh, she's so amazing in this episode. Um, 
And I love I love some of the the animation choices. There's a bunch of interesting <clears throat> things that that happen in it. Um, really interesting is how the episode opens. I, I don't remember this. It's the the entire vision is just going around in a circle really fast because Finn and Jake are just rolling down a hill, and it immediately made me kind of nauseous. <laughs> yeah, I I did like that they have room for these random Adventure Time moments as even still, even though they're focusing on this this love story that I really don't like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't like the love story? You no. don't You don't believe in them from together? The, from the minute that Tree Trunks is introduced, she's way too sexy for, for me. I don't <laughs> I don't want Tree Trunks to be a sexy I had, grandma. <laughs> I had multiple revelations in this episode I can't wait to talk about. Let's go chronologically, though. Um, um, so then they're, like, talking about their day, Finn, Finn and Jake, and they have all these activities planned. They're going to go... Get the apple pie from Tree Trunks. They're going to go see <laughs> Princess Bubblegum's concert, which will be really fun to talk about. And then uh, they're going to go to a drive-in movie and do some other shit. So they run over to get the apple pie, which they're very excited about. Now, pre- we, it's already been established that she makes the best apple pie, right? At this point, like in a previous episode. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's been introduced. Something about... The I think the first episode that she's introducing, like season one, episode Not five or something. Apple pie. Yeah. yeah, she's like looking for that special crystal apple to make the best apple pie. <laughs> I love it. And then they go over and she's in her like forest, <clears throat> which like presumably she's picking apples for the pie, but it's like the the like farm is so small that it can't be an apple tree. It's like it's like shrubbery gardening. The rose bushes. Oh, the rose. That's what it is. Yeah, the rose bushes. Now, pigs eat roses. That, that's a thing, right? Is it? Is that a thing? I'm going to have to Google it. Play the Google theme song. Google, Google. Do you have the answers that I see? Google, Google. When I talk to friends, are you listening? When I sleep at night and dream. Okay, I'm looking. There's lots to talk about. There's a lot of poisonous plants for pigs. Here we go. Here, this is oh, this is the guinea pig forum. This isn't exactly what we're looking for. Whoa, look at this, dude. So we're in the guinea pig forum. Everyone's this is a very like deep, like active forum thread. These people are thousands of messages deep. Each of their profile pictures is their guinea pig. Um they're asking if Okay, this person says that guinea pigs can eat rose petals, but I wouldn't feed them too many at once. Practical advice. Okay, but gu- uh, guinea pigs okay, are not... Okay, 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 okay. I'm getting out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. There's lots of talk about guinea pigs eating rose petals. Why are people feeding them to their... What plants do pigs eat? All right, dude, I'm not seeing this. Do pigs, pigs don't eat roses. I thought that was a thing. Um, I'm in or image search now. Huh. I don't know. Um, well, um, <clears throat> anyway, they're in the rose thing and Mr. Pig is there and they're like, what is Mr. Or they're like, what is he doing here? And they're sort of like, he never left. He's been attending to my rose garden. But she says it very seductively. And she I says everything seductively. I honestly, don't like it. <laughs> honestly, it weirdly like kind of turned me on in this episode. <laughs> and then um, <clears throat> maybe that's just where I am in life. And this just tapped into it. 
and then they're there, and then they then they not acknowledge the innuendo, and they're like, "Ooh, yeah, cool, 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 cool." Very funny. I don't um, like it. I don't like it. Yeah. And then I love, you know, part of the reason I think I just like her is that her cadence and and speaking is just so slow and it's just not in accordance with the rest of the show or what Finn and Jake, because Finn and Jake, right? They come in, they're tumbling around, they're talking all fast, they're excited about these things, they come in there and then Tree Trunks is just permanently at her own speed. Well, hello, Finn and Jake. Like, it's just so great. And then she walks away into the house very, like, softly and slowly. And Mr. Pig just to himself just goes, boy, do I love her. Now, since I don't know what, I can't remember the last time we saw and and he was there and with her. But it's almost like, has he been there for days? Like, has he just not left? That's kind of what I was wondering. I don't know. I don't know much about Mr. Pig. I I I thought it made sense that he was eating roses. Right. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe nothing makes sense. Um and then he and then he says and they're kind of like Finn and Jake egg him on to tell Tree Trunks that his feelings. Uh and then she comes back and then he immediately goes into it. <laughs> he's like he's like Tree Trunks, I wish to speak my feelings. And I was like, "Holy shit, he's going to do it right now right here." <laughs> Which is insane. And Finn and Jake really honestly set in course uh, everything that happens for the rest of this episode um, in a way that, Eric, you didn't enjoy it, but also it seems like no other characters in the Adventure Time in the Land of Ooh enjoyed it either. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, because they're making out everywhere. Yeah. Well, look, I found it very moving when he starts telling tree trunks and he starts saying like my feelings for you are incredibly strong and tree trunks eyes get all big and they start watering and i, I it was so cute and adorable i was like oh and then and then his eyes got all big and and she's like i feel the same way and then they start kissing and now it's like after that conversation they are like in love and but what's funny is that immediately they're, they're like he's like what do we do now and they're like hug and they're hugging after this incredibly emotional thing and jake's just like Hey, tree chunks so that apple pie. <laughs> and she's like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll bring it to the concert. Uh, just so selfish. Like he gives, he's so hungry. He gives no fucks about what's going on. And that, for the remainder, that would be me. I, if I was promised some apple pie and there's just a fucking elephant and a pig <laughs> making out. It's not what I want. I want the apple pie. Yeah. Well, I felt for Jake. I, I, I didn't. I was like, that's insensitive and selfish. And he remains that way until the end of the episode. And then they go to Princess Bubblegum's concert, which like, dude, what the fuck is going on at this concert? It's pretty avant-garde. I can't tell if it's good in a in a way that we can't understand or if it's just actually bad. I don't think Princess Bubblegum is maybe that good at music. No. I, 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 we know that she's intimidated about singing because her girlfriend is such a famous musician in the land of Ooh. Uh, this is before that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they had been. Oh, so you haven't seen the Obsidian special? No, I've been holding out. But it is confirmed that they like very much had a canon established relationship for an extended period of time. Got it. So, like, for the majority of what we see in the series, they are exes. Got it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, every time Princess Bubblegum does music stuff, it's kind of weird and like. 
bloop, bloop, kind of like BMO style. <laughs> and I, I think it might just not be good. I think she just might not be that good at music, which makes sense. Like she's not, if she's more of a scientific mind rather than a creative mind, it doesn't have to be that way, but no. I think that's how this, this character is designed. No, yeah. Well, at this point too, which is very interesting, she seems to be melding the the science and the music because she's it's like she's got like a synthesizer in front of her, but playing it, she's smashing it with a ruler and like the thing that a doctor hits your knee with. Yeah. And then there's beakers set up next to it, and I'm like, I don't know how this is all interacting, but it yeah, seems like the beakers are plugged in, and it's like yeah, this is like some real like hipster Brooklyn noise artist bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Finn likes it and immediately starts singing along, and, and and his voice gets really modulated in like this insane way. We had to, I was like, dude, we have to rewind this and go back. Yeah, that was the uh, his his auto tune voice, but he wasn't even singing; he was just making the weird avant garde stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and then Tree Trunks and Mister Pig walk in, and Finn's like, or Jake's like, "Where's the apple pie?" And she's like, I kept trying to bake it, but this cutie kept uh, distracting me. And then they start kissing. And immediately, there's only like seven candy people in attendance at this concert, maybe. Max, five. Um, and when they start kissing, everyone's getting uncomfortable. And the one guy's there like, oh, no, 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 I don't like this. I don't like this. Make them <laughs> stop. Ew. They're they're embracing for too long. This is freaking me out. And, uh, and everyone's like, ew. And Finn's like, I don't like it. And even as she's playing, PB's like, that's gross. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, right, and, and after this concert, it was, like, kind of a montage of just, like, them PDA well, everywhere. Yeah, well, before that, which I want to bring up, is that Finn separates them and says, Tree Chunks, you, you and the pig cannot be like this. Now, from here on out in the episode, he's not referring to Mr. Pig as Mr. Pig. He refers to him as the pig. <laughs> if you and a pig, you and the pig... It was so I was like, that's very interesting and out of character for them to not res- respect him with a name, Mr. Pig. But just be if you and the pig wanna like do it, you need to like do it in secrecy. Like no more doing this in front of people. You're gonna gross out the entire world. So then yeah. they're so then they're going around in secret doing it all over ooh, but like But people keep catching them and they're grossed out by it. Yeah. So like, okay, this is where I have to think. Is this allegorical for something? Mm-hmm. Like, is this commenting on what, like marriage equality or or something? Like, what? <laughs> right, because it's like they have a love. It's it's real and it's pure, and it's like, and it should be respected. But the entire world is saying no. <laughs> Everyone's watching it and being like, "We don't want to see this. This is this is bad. This is grossing us out." Um, and like only through the power of song. Does everyone really come to realize how special the love is? Yeah. I mean, it could be just about service level PDA. Which is what it feels like. But but they go to such lengths of being like, do this within the privacy of your own home. And then they say, well, it would be indecent for a non-married couple to do that. And it's like, what? All the, All this like terminology is coming in. It's like, this sounds too familiar. This sounds too much a part of like right. real world discourse. Well, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Eric? <laughs> You're being against this, this relationship. 
I don't like the episode. I don't like the characters, but like <laughs> you do respect their love. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad you're open minded to different people finding love that maybe you don't like, but have a different experience of life than you. Um, Great. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought that that the relationship really made you know when it really clicked for me was when they start dancing together. Um and she, you know, she brings her butt out, but then also Mr. Pig's dancing and they're both on all fours. And all of a sudden you realize they're like the same size and they're both on all fours and they're just both like little round balls. And it's like, okay, they make sense together now. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they, they're like, they're like making out in secrecy, but like it gets, incre- first they're, it gets increasingly weird. First they're in the treehouse, then they're in a baby carriage, then they're inside of a book at the <laughs> library. And finally they're inside of a sandwich that Finn is making and they're really small. This is one of those cartoon logic things where their, their size is fluctuating. Oh yeah. It's all over the place. Well, the tree trunks is generally pretty small. She's yeah. a, she's a, like a miniature elephant. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, 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 we never get much backstory or meet her parents or anything. Right. Uh, there is an entire tree trunks backstory episode. There's like a, there's like a full flashback episode where like she goes over her life as a young tree trunks i can't wait to see that oh my god <laughs> i hope it i hope we don't get it in the episode generator so we can like save that one <laughs> we need a couple special ones we can't rip through all the tree trunks it's like we can't rip through all the bmo um but uh but yeah so then finn and jake are like all right we're we're separating you because well, well finn actually posits what I had said aloud, which is, why don't they just go to their own fucking house? Like, this is getting out of hand, and which I didn't get. Like, why don't you just make out at home? Um, so Finn is finally like, yeah, just go into your own house and make out. And that's when uh, Street Trunks is like, gets all old fashioned all of a sudden. It's like, out of wedlock. Yeah. <laughs> would be indecent. Right. And then he's like, well, then get married. And they're like, well, that's a little bit too fast for us. <laughs> yeah. Take it slower. <laughs> Which is fine. And then they, they separate. Um, and Jake takes Mr. Pig to the bar to have a beer. Good buddy. And uh, Finn's at home with Tree Trunks and is like, take your mind off things. Why don't you make one of those apple pies? Like, they're still just gaming the system. Yeah. Very selfish. Uh, and then, you know, even though they're apart, they both start singing the same song. This is one of the more extended musical numbers of this show. Dream of Love. Dream of Love. Title track of the episode. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, two star-crossed lovers. It's kind of like a country song, almost. Yeah, it's not like really, but it's presented that way. It's produced like an Adventure Time song. Yeah, but there's like some just straight up guitar, like strumming chords throughout the whole thing, which is not common for this show. No, but there's also a lot of space. In the song, like it's not, it's like a, if I remember, it's like a drum machine guitar and then just their voices. Like it's, it's like a demo. Yeah. Uh, and it's very vulnerable. They're not the best singers, but it, it works. Mr. Pig sings real low. Yeah. Especially when they both sing the, the, uh, chorus at the same time. Um, and it's pretty moving. Everyone's crying now. Jake's crying. Finn's crying. I was not crying. And at the end of it, they're like, just go to her, just go to him. And, uh, they meet up in like the middle of Candy Kingdom. And they start making out, and immediately there's that that guy, the candy person there, is like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "He's like, holy shit! I'm gonna lose my mind," <laughs> which is very funny. 
It's so funny to just be that grossed out by two people kissing. It that it does feel allegorical when you go that far. Yeah. And then then that's when Finn's like, you know what? I like it. And Jake gets his apple pie. Bing bong boom. Did you see the snail? Yes, I saw the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? Are you serious? No. Bro, oh my gosh. I was just too caught up in the uh, the love story. <laughs> where was it? It was during Mr. Pig's solo in the song where he's got the spotlight on him in the bar and the snail is like right outside the spotlight. Oh. It's a pretty extended scene. Yeah, I was I was distracted. I think I was thinking about the episode. <laughs> This is why I need I need like three watches of each episode before we do this. I'm not even like trying that hard to see the snail anymore. I'm just You're disappointed. I'm sorry. All right. Play my song. One second, one second, I'm sorry. All right, uh, time for Miss Laney Mania. Oh, yeah. Storyboarded by Bert Yoon and Somvale Ziafani. I think that's how you say their name. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few a few folks that we haven't um talked about too much um in length, but uh, you know, done did extensive work on the show. Especially Somvale did like some big episodes, like yeah. um like Card Wars. Come on. Classic. Um, Be Sweet we did last week Blank Eye Girl There's a bunch of these that we've done So the song The title track <laughs> it's funny, Calling it the title track of the episode Yeah <laughs> uh, That was written by Patrick McHale Just like a straight up song that he wrote I guess I don't know how What else he was involved in with this episode But he just wrote the song for it Yeah So okay <laughs> Uh, I wonder what, what what was going on. They were like, okay, now we need a big musical number. Who's got a song? Yeah. And they just like pitched to the, the, the writing team, like, which one of you wants to write a song? Uh, this is season four. Rebecca Sugar is still in the mix. Maybe he, maybe Patrick McHale, like, I, 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 we should get him on the pod and maybe he, and ask him about this because maybe he just like really had a connection with Tree Trunks and, and Mr. Pig like I did. <laughs> I'm I don't know much about Patrick McHale, uh, but I am excited for his upcoming Redwall project. Uh I forget exactly what it's gonna be. I think it's like a movie, an animated movie with a follow-up 
limited series is what's going to happen mm. for Netflix. That's rad. Yeah. I he mean, did Over the Garden Wall, of course. Which, which I still haven't seen. Uh, it's been recommended to me many a time over the years. Yeah, you should watch it. It's only a, a mini series. It's how many episodes? Like 10 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, you really need to watch it. It's it's kind of the top tier of animation mm. from, from the last, like, from the modern era, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's I've been told. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm going to watch it. Spinoff episode on that? Sure. Okay. I mean, I liked it. Uh, I'm not like a huge fucking fan of it. Um, I respect it. I appreciate it. It's beautiful. It's got a lot of really great uh, animation type things in it. You know, it's it's reverential. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's referential and reverent of the medium. But it's not like something I, I put on repeat all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's something you need to watch. And you will appreciate it if you watch it, but it's uh, it's just like not a personal preferential favorite. <clears throat> cool. Well, I totally understand that, and I I I love stuff like that. Like, there's rewatchables where you're just like, this is something I can rewatch ad nauseum. But there's other stuff I love, which I'm only like I'm only gonna watch it like a couple times, or I'll revisit that like in a year or two. Yeah. Um, like a different different category um yeah i think this is only the second episode that mr pig is in really oh so maybe his intro episode like he met tree trunks yeah and that's apple thief oh and apparently he's referred there as well as just pig until uh (laughs) until uh tree trunks calls him mr pig sure Okay. And there's Apple Wedding, which I guess is their wedding. Yeah. Oh, that'll be a great one. Oh, and that's the one where the legendarily, like, Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not seeing much other uh, notable trivia, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Just some basic stuff. Apparently they cut apples wrong. I saw that. I was interested There's in a particular it. way to slice an apple if you're making pie and they did it the wrong way. Which feels intentional. Is it? I don't... Well, every decision in animation is is like a choice, right? Because it's like if actor did it on set and no one caught it, that's one thing. But to like go through all the animation steps, I would have to think. For something just like cutting it, I don't know. You know... <laughs> I don't know either. You know what? Uh, not to get too far off on a tangent, but I watched last night old, the M night Shyamalan movie. Oh yeah. I never saw that. How was it? It's terrible, oh, uh, really? but it's, it's very watchable, mm-hmm. uh, but it's bad. And it's, 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 it's so oh, right. obvious in the choices. And it made, it made me think about like animation like, okay, they're sp- spending so much time on, this there's nothing there's no throwaway dialogue everything has meaning everything yeah. has purpose and everything that happens in this movie is obviously there on purpose mm-hmm. everything that they say like the symbolism is imparted into every little bit of this movie and yet it's so fucking dumb 
it's like every line of dialogue is so fucking bad because it's it's obviously like he made a choice to say this very particular thing to relate to the symbolism in this and it's like hint or whatever (laughs) it's so unnatural and and clunky and it's like man i get what you're doing like nothing is a throwaway here but the thing that you're focusing on that you're trying to uh like symbolize and 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 the point you're trying to make is not that cool. <laughs> yeah. Man, what an insane like career for M. Night Shyamalan to just go from like the sixth sense where everyone was like, wait a minute, this is mind bending and incredible. We love this guy. And, you know, science was very, and then like from the village and on, I just feel like everyone just collectively went, shut up. I like I liked the village, but I only ever watched it the first time that I watched it. Yeah, me too. And that was what almost twenty years ago now. Yeah. Um, I you know, and that's funny. I'm looking at his uh, filmography right now, and I thought that after the village, but then especially after the last Airbender, that obviously he he uh, really messed up. I thought he was like sort of like shunned from Hollywood for a while. Like I thought he was everyone was like, no, he's done. But he never really stopped making movies. No, I, I think the last few years, especially, he's been trying to like ramp it up again. Yeah, like make some something of a comeback. But I haven't seen a lot of the. Well, he made stuff. what's Split. That was the movie he made that I think people were like, wait, this one's actually really good. Holy shit! Look how much it made, dude. Nine million dollar budget, two hundred and seventy eight million dollars the box office. Yeah, so he's fucking I haven't back. seen that one. But yeah, the last Airbender movie is legitimately maybe the worst piece of fucking shit that ever <laughs> graced a movie screen. Wow. <laughs> Strong words. I, yeah, I uh, have not watched the whole thing because I, I could not bear to keep it on another mm-hmm. fucking minute. I watched maybe like the first 45 minutes. Oh, now, what's worse, that or have you seen the Suicide Squad movie? Yeah. The first one? Yeah. That's someone last night told me that it was that was the single worst movie they'd ever seen. No, that movie was totally fine. I mean, it was I've only ever heard it's like top five worst movies ever made. No, it's uh, it's definitely not great. Like if you're focused on something like plot, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so much fun to watch. And the Hmm. characters are great. It has Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Now, is that the first Suicide Squad or is that the second Suicide Squad? The first one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, the cast is great. I think the big point of contention is people didn't like Jared Leto's Joker. I actually did. Hmm. Um, people don't like Jared Leto at all anymore. I, I think everyone's turning on him. I know. Uh, he does. He just takes all these like really strange roles uh, and does something that people don't expect and they don't like that, I guess. But I liked his Joker uh, because I felt it was the closest we've gotten to the Mark Hamill animated Joker mm-hmm. uh, in live action. And I really appreciate that more cartoony kind of gangstery version of the Joker. Um, I mean, obviously Heath Ledger was great. But you, like, you like Jared Leto more than Heath Ledger? No. Well, oh. it's, I, I appreciate it in a very different place. Got it. Um, but the extended version of the Suicide Squad has a lot more Joker and Harley Quinn. Like, there's like a whole extra storyline that got cut from the theatrical release. Mm. Um, and it feels like there could have been 
a whole extra Joker movie out of that that they could have just done separately. And mm-hmm. it would have been a lot of fun. It would have been very cartoony. I think it would have related a lot to like the animated series, which everyone reveres so much. Um, Interesting. I love Batman. I It's probably like one of the... That and Justice League I haven't seen are like the only two within... Oh, I guess Batman versus Superman too. I'll tell you, just from the moment I saw uh 15 seconds of the suicide squad trailer i was like i will never see this movie i saw the 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 poster the soundtrack everything about it i was like i hate every decision that's being made i will never watch this movie and then everyone i know who saw it was like this is one of the worst movies so this is interesting my maybe my mind's being open mara friend of the pod likes it she liked the second suicide squad a lot oh sure Um, that was a lot better the james gunn sequel slash reboot yeah uh, but the first one, the David Ayers one, was not bad. It was just trying to like fill a story gap in this DC extended universe that yeah. it, it really had no business trying to trying to occupy. I also I wonder about it is that it just came too quickly after the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Like now, it, you, know, you know what I mean? Like I think we were all still just like fuck yeah. Nolan Batman's like those were such a high watermark for uh, superhero movies at the time that I think it just came too quickly when that was still in our collective consciousness if they had just waited probably a couple more years we all probably would have been like oh okay it's a different take on Batman cool Um, I I feel like that's part of what did it for me I was like what we just we got badass Batman I don't want this fucking cartoon shit Uh, yeah Um, if I'm being honest I liked the David Ayer's Suicide Squad more than I liked the new Matt Reeves Batman. Really? Yeah. I love the Matt Reeves Batman. I was kind of bored with it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Suicide Squad is not boring. Like, yeah. if you don't... I did not think the Matt Reeves Batman was boring. I also saw it in a fucking jumbo theater. Uh, if I was watching it on at home, I might have been I mean, bored. Th- three hours long, just like... All right, all right. Like, yeah. I I also don't care that much about like these DC films that they're trying so hard with. Like, mm-hmm. I came to terms a long time ago that as a DC fan, I am a comics guy. This the the movies don't have to do too much for me. Mm-hmm. So like, I was not invested in like seeing a more serious, more gritty, more you know, mature Batman again. Like mm-hmm. I appreciate the more cartoony comic-y takes on it. And the Suicide Squad, especially the Jared Leto Joker, were more in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um and the James Gunn Suicide Squad, very much so, which mm-hmm. you know I appreciate. And the the Peacemaker show. Um but yeah, I I don't I don't have such a, like that Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh yeah, did not give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. I watched it; it was fine, but I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> you give a shit about Suicide Squad, like more so, like enough to defend it and say that it's not a shit movie. Uh huh. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, like you know. nowhere close to fucking a Night Shyamalan Last Airbender bad. Hmm. That movie, like again, it's like. If you've seen the Avatar cartoon mm-hmm. and then you watch the last Airbender and Night Shyamalan movie, you can pinpoint exactly 
oh, he made that decision. He made that choice. He wrote this, that line for that character. He's like, he's injecting purpose into every single little thing. And at every turn, you're like, that's the fucking wrong choice. Oh boy. (laughs) It's, it's fucking up the source material, material a, which, you know, I mean, you can be a part of a fandom and get real uppity about that, that, that kind of thing. But B it's just the wrong choice to be watching in a movie. Like all of this is bad. It doesn't, the dialogue is fucking terrible. It's not interesting. The effects are like, what the fuck is happening? Fucking terrible movie. Yeah. Last airbender. Like it, it's basically unforgivable. <sighs> and yet I watched another one of his movies last night. Yeah. I can't believe you went, you went back and did it. <laughs> was it just on or something or was it's this on, a- it's on HBO max. Oh, wow. Um, and honestly, like, as much of a terrible movie as it was, it was very watchable. I didn't want to turn it off at any moment. I was just like very conscious of how bad it was. Wow. It gets, it's, there's some super fucked up things. There's also like, okay, so do you know what the premise of the movie is? Is this the one where they're on a beach and then if you like go to a part of the beach, you get old? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the trailer for there, it. There's no way to talk about the movie without that one sentence premise Mm -hmm. and they take the first fucking like 45 minutes to an hour of the movie to like unveil that that's what's happening. Wow. (laughs) I mean, you see the trailer and you like figure it out in like five seconds. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's like, I don't know if I, I, like, it seems, I just like, I don't like want to watch the movie, but I do want to know like, just, okay, why are they getting old? Just tell me why they're getting old. That's right. all I care about. Once, once things get moving, like once they're in it, mm-hmm. then like the most interesting things to watch happen. But it it's so it's so slow. Like you're just you're way ahead of the characters. Yeah. There's no way to be aware of this movie without understanding that, oh, you go to this beach and you start getting real old real quick. Like Yeah. And it just takes so fucking long for the characters to understand that. Wow. <laughs> Um, dude, the one that maybe that's like kind of M. Night Shyamalan was, did you ever see the one I love with Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss? No, really interesting movie. Um, let me find a good, they, this is the one where they like, it's like a, they like buy a house like in, in California. Um, and like when they go into the guest house, there's like a doppelganger of their partner that's like everything they want it to be and they're both having this simultaneous experience like when they go in there they get to talk to a different version of their partner um as they're trying to figure out like their like crumbling marriage huh it's pretty surreal i was like it's kind of m night sham milani and you're like what the fuck like how's this happening like where's this gonna go that was a cool movie um is there a twist at the end um, well, I guess th- immediately now that that shit's happening, it's like, is this really happening? Is it not happening? And then I think like th- the, the like realities start like blending and shit and it's like sort of a twist. Maybe, maybe you don't, I don't, I don't want to give it away, but yeah, kind of a cool movie. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch old, but I am intrigued. I mean, it's a cool premise. <laughs> right. But that's all it is. And it's just a premise. That's seems like a really good short story. It seems like a. 
like I would in a like a twenty page short story in yes. like an anthology. Yes, and apparently what I learned right after watching it uh, was that it was adapted from a comic book. Okay, which cool. makes so much sense. A short limited comic yeah. book. You can you can sell a comic book on a premise and just we're going to explore the premise for you know a hundred pages graphic novel like done and over with like interesting thought experiment like I've read a few comics like that um one I, I may have recommended this this one to you it's called A D After Death mm-hmm. it's just the premise is uh humans live forever but the human brain cannot retain forever's worth of memories so what happens when you've lived 2000 years but you can't remember what happened like 700 years ago mm-hmm. like do you start repeating your same mistakes over and over again uh that's the premise and there's this book and it's like a really interesting exploration of the premise there's like a character that matters a little bit but not ultimately not really because it's just about the thought experiment great it was you know self-contained not an ongoing series like that there's absolutely place for that kind of art <laughs> to make a whole fucking movie off of a one sentence premise. I don't think was necessary. Wow. And yeah. the, twi- the twist, the twist. Okay. So HBO max, like in the, like the one liner description, mm-hmm. like with the signature twist at the end or something like that. And there's, there's not really a twist. It's just sort of, it's just sort of like an explanation of it's like a confirmation of all the details that you get throughout the movie. Well, that sucks. You want the twist if you're going into that. Yeah, it's not. It's not a twist. Oh boy. Well, well, since we're in uh, in movie talk, is there a movie uh, d- uh, theme song or no? No I films. No. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's usually where I say yes and. <laughs> I love films. Um, um, dude, did you see Everywhere, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? No, not yet. But I heard it was great. Yeah, I saw it. It was fucking awesome. Uh, well, we can't talk about it then. But uh, in the world of like mind-bending movies that aren't unrelated from comic book territory, uh, it's it's worthy bringing up. It's very fucking cool. Um, but you'll see it soon. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be available on something. Um, yeah, cool. Um, shall we? pick an episode for next episode yeah uh are we gonna do season three for our next one are we gonna launch adventure guys season three should that be the next thing we do is the season three premiere and should we like get some get some guests in order and like make sure we're ready to launch this yeah all right let's do it all right, so next week for our... Or next episode. We don't know if it's going to be next week. Yeah, Will, right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to commit to anything at this point. <laughs> next week. Okay. Will be our season three premiere of Adventure Guys, which means absolutely nothing functionally. Yeah. Uh, but it means that we're going to pick the episode... What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? It's the episode. It'll be season four, episode one. What episode is that? Oh man. Well, this is. I, I want to make sure we didn't do that one. 
We d- we didn't. Oh, we saved it right intentionally. Yeah. When we when we do season premieres, we have it coincide with a season premiere episode. Okay. Here, I just had, but it not up. the correct one. Yeah. Fucking just had it up. There we go. Hot to the touch. Flame Princess and Finn. Okay. Oh, uh, we the previous episode was Incendium. Mm-hmm. That was the season three finale. Is that what we did for our Jeff Rosenstock episode? <coughs> I think so. Jeff Rins. Jeff Rins. <laughs> All right. So the uh, this whole little chunk because we've done is like we're we're, we're covering like a re- we've covered like a big span of the show now, right around here. Yeah. So we all right. So the the long anticipated follow up to our Jeff Rosenstock concert special. Yeah. Hot to the touch. All right. Well, uh, thanks for for listening. If you made it this far and listening to film talk and uh, life catch up and uh, hearing about sexy tree trunks, uh, if you've enjoyed uh, all that, then uh, you know, tell a friend about the podcasts and uh, leave us a nice review on all the apps. And you can give us money at anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast. Uh, throw us a buck a month. Um, that'll be cool. Going to season three, we can uh, launch some stuff. Uh, thank you, Dan. Big, big plans for season three. Thank you, Dan Marvin, who's been making our uh, new episode art, which is like, I think, elevated the episodes uh yeah and the podcast so thank you dan it's like we're professional podcasters i know now thanks to him um and yeah cool well uh if you like if you have any mail you want to hit us with did you see the mail at gmail.com um we'll talk to you later all right peace out y'all